Hello and welcome to, I think it's episode five now of Motor Trade Talk. And this week we're joined by my uh, partner in crime, Nick McDonald. And um, he's back, he's back. And we've got a special guest with us this week, Jacob Satiris from uh, Calibre Group. And we're going to be talking all about the power of using video in the dealership or around even, I suppose, Jacob's service areas and everything else within within the business. Um, so before we get into it, here's a little intro and we'll be back with you shortly. We've got Jacob with us today on Motor Trade Talk and it's all about video. How are you doing, Jacob? Doing really well, thank you. How, how are you both? I'm good. How about yeah. you, Nick? All good. Always good. It's been the gym this morning. So we, be good, hasn't it? I've, some photos came out well, got republished from some video work we did last year, actually, that my business partner, John, posted up. And I saw him and I was like, oh, my God, I was huge. So <laughs> it's uh, I'm glad I've been in the gym and got to stick to it. Yeah, definitely. It's great when you. You look, when you look back, actually, videos and stuff keeps you keeps you in check, doesn't it, sometimes? Actually, you know, this is completely off on a tangent, but I do think sometimes it's that image thing why people don't do videos, whether it's about them or their background or, or whatever else. So before we get into anything we've actually discussed, what do you think about that, Jacob? You know, how can you overcome that? Completely agree. So, so some of the biggest objections are to do with confidence. Um, when, when we're teaching about video, it's not just here's the technology and how to use it and how to position cars or what, whatever the business needs are. It starts with the foundations and it's confidence in people don't like if they don't do it often, don't generally like hearing themselves back on video. They don't like seeing themselves back on video. There's there's lots of objections that just stem from that confidence and overcoming it. Um, people's opinions, uh, they have these preconceived ideas that people will have these negative opinions of them, which will create this objection, a barrier that they won't go through. And as you say, with, with the fitness journeys, a lot of people almost don't feel confident enough seeing themselves, so won't do that starter video or that starter photo. But if they had, they would have loved to have seen how far they'd come. It's, mm. it's so, it's completely the same with video. And it's, it's the biggest objection in the world. It's that confidence level. It's, it's a lot from what I witness in our workplace. It's always about the perception of what people are, you know, they're worried about how they're going to be perceived by friends or, or others. Mm. And I think, um, what would you say? Would it, I th- I th- just, just make videos and crack on with it and sooner rather than later you don't, you know, it doesn't bother them. There's, there's two things with um, opinions of others, and I think it's really important to, to cover, especially with videos in the dealership, where we, we've done things for such a long period of time, and then this new technology comes in, albeit it's not new now, we've had the technologies for a while, but people really engaging with it and finding it as an effective tool is, is still fairly new. Um, the opinions of others, though, there's, there's two ways to overcome this. The first one's really morbid, so I don't want to bring down the tone, but People have Why this. Not? I'm going to do it though, so you try and stop me. We'll do you want, to be honest. It's not that kind of place. But ultimately, everybody's going to die. And it sounds really terrible, but the idea is people stop themselves from pushing outside their comfort zones, doing something that they feel like people might ridicule, which in reality they won't, um, because they're worried of other people. But those other people are going to die one day. So are you. And you're going to limit your achievements because of something 
from someone that ultimately isn't going to matter at the end of the day. And so that's a really good point. And that, that bit there where you just said limited achievements, how much do you think it is limiting people who aren't willing to do that bit behind or get in front of a, a, a camera as such and do a video, etc.? Because I think it's quite large, quite a large amount when it yeah. comes down to, you know, customers already feel like they know you and stuff like that. What, what do you think? Well, you've hit the nail on the head with that, that one. Customers feel like they know you. I think it's just realizing where the world is going or has gone, really. Video is the most consumed content type on the planet, which means customers engage better and consume video at scale now. Not even from a car perspective. You think you usually go home and watch TV, Netflix, YouTube reviews to see a car or whatever else it is before you buy it. Everything we do, social media feeds, it's video, video, video. Just scroll, so, scroll, but, scroll, yeah. So so to not utilise it in an effective way in today's age when it is the way that people build brands, they build businesses, they can influence people's decisions, it's, it's very yeah. limiting because to put yourself out there now, it's not like putting an ad at the front, having your business name as AAA Motors, being at the front of the yellow pages. Yes, I still remember yellow pages. Just I stood on a few. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, so you could appear or, or a newspaper ad where you would try and get at the front and pay the most so you could be seen it's who can stand out best online because that's where you're going to influence people so from a dealership perspective a sales executive perspective this is a way that you can influence customers there's proactive things that you can do i mean renewal leads for example i'll just give you one it so the difference between sending an email to a renewal customer and being, hi, you bought a car from me two years ago. You're in a great position to change versus grab a phone. Hi, Mrs. Customer. You have, we had a great experience together before. I just wanted to let you know that your car is currently at XYZ position. And we'd love to show that connection is instantly reinstated. And mm. the chance right. of them it responding feels, to that is feels much more per person, much more personal as well. And and, yeah. and more like you care is is exactly. I think I really like that one, especially around renewals because they often get overlooked. Full stop. Whether Steve, they get as soon as he gets off this podcast, don't you? Go <laughs> <laughs> on, team. Yeah, get your phones out. <laughs> Text message going in a minute. <laughs> so, so step one, right? So because you know there is a lot of people still not using video and they they don't know what to do and how to do it. Obviously, phone's the easiest and quickest thing that we can do. I think people try and worry about whether it's perfect when it really is quite nice to have a more raw state to a degree, depending on what you're doing, especially if it's personal video. So what should they do, step one, like to just pick up the phone, hit hit record? Do they do it portrait, landscape? Which What, what way... What's the best method? Yeah, so there's there's lots to this. Um, but fundamentally, start with mindset. You've got to understand why you're doing it. You've got to appreciate the importance of it um, and understand that it is something that will benefit you. Because if you go into... There's something called the um, the sure enough principle. Have you heard of the sure enough principle? No. Oh, no. It's when you go into a situation with a preconceived idea of how that situation is going to end up, Sure enough, it ends up like that. You go into a bad situation thinking this is never going to work. It generally won't work. 
Mm. So you have to go into a situation going, right, I'm making this video because I know this will be a benefit to the customer and they're going to come out of this having had an amazing experience and I'm going to get a lead from it. You go in with that attitude, the chances are you're going to be radiant, smiling, great tone of voice on the video and the customers will sense that. The whole in-person interaction, which is the best interaction, I, I advocate video, but in-person will always win. But yeah. what we can do with video is still create that connection. So looking at the lens, for example, gives you eye-to-eye contact, the things that we do in person. So once you've got that kind of mindset of this is going to be something positive, yeah, landscape your phone. I've got a prop here. Look at this. <laughs> so if you're watching the podcast. Um, landscape. Most people nowadays have taken selfies. So just start with that. If you're not feeling confident, sit in a car. If, if it's on dealership forecourt, sit in a car, put it landscape, selfie style, press record. Don't start talking for the first part because you'll always feel uptight. Just talk about anything to the window, whatever, until you feel a bit more comfortable. Then look at the camera and just blurt out any kind of intro to a vehicle video. Hi, my name's Jacob. Thank you for inquiring. Um, this is the lovely car I'm about to show you around. Press stop, then record again. Do the same thing. Say the same thing. Do that five times and then watch all five of them back one after the other. This works amazingly. The first one, you'll be watching it cringing and go, oh, this is horrible. I sound horrendous. And then you'll keep going through. And by the fifth one, just like this is normal. This feels absolutely fine. I've got used to how I sound. I've got used to how I look. Um, and then if you're going to make a, a customer video after, I mean, that takes a couple of minutes. Then when you go into the actual shop for whatever the situation is, you're feeling more confident. You're going to come across better on the video and customers will will engage with that better. Um, that's that's what I would do just to overcome any kind of the, the initial objections of, of trying it and getting involved with it. A lot of what you've said, Jacob, has been about these personal videos so far and next, you know, towards customers. I think when I think back to say the start of lockdown and everyone was talking about selling cars remotely, I spoke to dealers who were already doing video content about the car. So, you know, showing off the car itself. And I think a lot of people have followed that. It does seem that trend is now going towards the connection with the customer rather than the car. Is that like where people are winning now? A hundred percent. I'm glad you touched on that actually. It was, it was, oh God, people can't come in. So we've got to show them this product via video. And that was it. I'm going to show them the product. Now it's everybody's showing the product. So how can I take that a stage further? Ah, I'm the person they're going to be dealing with. So let's show them me. Let's show them the dealership. Let's create that connection. Because at the moment, they've only got a connection with the car. And they can have a connection with any dealer that they inquire with, with any car, if they see a video of a car. It's the person. And the difference between even um, if, if somebody inquired at three different places, for example, they got three videos. But the likelihood is they'll probably get one video back. But they get, say they got two videos back. Um, so they, this person that doesn't do a video, they can't be asked goodbye. You've got two left. One of them is from a sales exec that's probably not that interested. Maybe it's, they're a bit busy. They can't be asked. The attitude's not right and they watch that video, then they watch the one of the person that's clearly excited to meet you virtually, give you an experience, smiling, engaged, making them almost part of that experience, not just the car. You're not just buying the car, you're buying me. And that, that kind of interaction, they will win every single time. 
every this, single time. This is where you, we need to, like, you know, remember what we would want. Yeah. Like, yes. You know, I think we do it. We do it every single day. So, you know, yeah, oh yeah, this is a BMW 330 DM Sport. Da 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 da. You know, if you were the buyer, what would you want? What, what and that level of personalization, that energy, and everything else? That is what you, exactly what you've just described is what you what you would want. And I think doing a personalized video sometimes. I, what I've noticed from from our guys is doing a personalized video for a customer inquiry on a vehicle isn't so much of a bob bother. Doing a video with them about a vehicle in general is a different kettle of fish. What, why do you think that is? Because it's essentially the same thing. It's, it, is it, what, 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 what would you put well, it down? They're hear your voice and see your face when they turn up at the dealership, aren't they? So if it's on video, you, you're, not, you're not hiding anything. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it is just what it is. I think the other thing is that people um, forget that it's a stressful experience going to buy a car. We overlook that. We're used to dealerships. We're used to cars. You know, we're used to, you know, the next 10, 15,000 pound transaction is just another transaction. But just because your car's 500 pound cheaper and the one that's 500 pound more expensive has got a video, doesn't mean they're going to buy yours anyway because it's still 14 and a half grand instead of 15. It's still that fear. So if you can bridge that fear with this is who I am, this is who we are. Some of those fears start to dissipate, don't they? Before you, you know, before you make that decision to go and travel to see the car. We love in the, the in the industry to talk about touch points, and I think uh, on reference to both of those points, touch points throughout the the process, throughout the journey from before the customer you even know the customer exists through to them finishing the process. Those touch points are vital. Now with video, the the difference, uh, as you allude to, then Steve. Um, the difference between how salespeople interact with a customer inquiry versus just making a video, for example, that could be for social media, that could be to upload to a listing online, is the inquiry feels like there's immediate gratification. There's a customer has inquired, so they're probably going to see this video and come back to me. Whereas if you're making yeah. something with no knowledge of, is this going to land with anyone? Is this going to actually produce me some results? It's quite hard to get engaged oh, I'm going to go and spend 10 minutes out there on the forecourt doing something I don't particularly enjoy doing because not everyone likes doing video. And I don't even know if it's going to work. That's the wrong, again, it goes back to mindset. You've got to think, this the is your touch point. The dopamine hit isn't quite the same. 100%. This is just, but it's viewing it as a touch point because you don't know who, wherever that's uploaded, who might see that, where they might send that to another touch point, who then might eventually come round and inquire. And when they do inquire, who are they going to ask for? the person they've already built a relationship with without you even knowing um there's there's a phrase that I, I call it the 24 hour salesperson i loved it when i was in the dealership selling cars i took all of um i joined i joined volvo brilliant brand lovely cars but we had quite a large overage list when i joined um and i prioritized videos for auto trader on all of what's that sorry just the customers <laughs> no comment no they were lovely customers don't get me in trouble um, <laughs> but, um, took that overage list of cars and and made videos of all of those and put them uh, on the auto trader because i knew that customers that are buying cars might not be viewing it at the time that i want them to view it or they might not inquire at that first stage but i knew all of those cars it could be 11 o'clock at night if that customer wanted to see that car they're going to see my face 
showing that car. And if I came into a leader, if a customer visited a week later, the chances are they're going to come in and ask for me, which they often did. Oh, I've seen you on the video. Or is Jacob around? I had no idea who they were, but they knew me. And that's yeah. it. There wasn't that immediate dopamine, but I knew the long game was it was a good touch point. I think um, the next one is people worry about editing. Do I need to edit? What should I do? Is there any, you know, um, apps or anything that you would recommend that uh, I've actually talked with you about this in the past, I think, some, yep. time, some time ago. Um, any apps that you would recommend for them to download? Simple, stupid ways of, you know, and do they just hit YouTube and watch and, and learn at the same time? Yeah, so it depends on how far you want to take it. Ultimately, most dealers now have something in place for video, um, whether it's see it now, vehicles and video, autos on share, whatever they're using. So there's, and you don't need editing skills really. You can stop and start videos. That's as simple as you need it. Stop and start videos to create it into sections, I would suggest. You have an intro, then an introduction to the car, a bit of a walk around of certain points, that kind of thing. You're stalking in the car. That's just a stop and start. If you want to take it a little bit further, and this is what we would have discussed ages ago, and I still stand by it, there's a free app called InShot. And it's on both Android and Apple, and it is the most simple to use video editing I've ever, I've used it for goodness, must be six plus years now, never needed to change. Um, and you just would record a video with your camera, camera roll as if you were recording anything in life. And once you're finished, just put that video into InShot and you can cut it. And if there's bits where you're waffling or bits that just, there was a too long of a pause, you just press a snip tool and it just cuts it out and it's that simple there's there's millions of videos on youtube on how to do it though um super simple but ultimately yeah you don't need to edit it just depends on how far you want to take it really yeah i think people look at some videos and think oh my word how they've done that but like you say a little bit of a you know clip it back cut it down a bit and all of a sudden it ble everything blends it looks like you've done to some people a masterpiece um but it is really quite simple. I think that is a point that really does put some people off. They think, how do I put it together? And it really isn't as difficult as it looks, like you say. Just break it down into sections. Put it into InShot if you want to use InShot. You don't have to, but it helps. And just it, it's really not as hard as it as it looks from the outset to get a, a decent video in front of the people that you need to get, get it in front of. There's... there's um... I like to work by these three C's or three E's and I explain what they are and it makes it really simple. So people know how to make a good video. So firstly, there's a three E's, which stands for engaging, entertaining and educational. If all of your videos, to whatever degree, they don't have to be fancy editing. If any of all your videos can be engaging, entertaining to a degree, if you can, it doesn't have to be, but educational as well it's going to be a good video and they have the three c's which comes down to um more of your personal abilities so confidence competence and consistency so once you're confident in something it's kind of like um in the dealership you know if someone's not buying a car you know it's either because of the salesperson the money or the car's wrong if you have to have all three same same with making videos if you're not confident but you know how to use the technology and you do it often the comp the lack of confidence will show through people won't feel confident in you goes through so competence, it's just knowing how to use the technology, which is all simple nowadays. As long as you are, are competent in using it to a degree, then you'll be fine. 
you don't need to go down fancy editing to don't to worry about and press and record. Don't worry about fine tuning it, making it look like it's a video ad, you know, on the on the television or anything like that. I think it think that's really something that needs to be stressed because there's cases for that being, you know, sort of um, introducing your business. You might want a professional shoot around it or whatever it may be, but when you're in the day to day. People want to see a little bit more of a rugged edge, you know, a bit more of a, oh, well, this is, you know, not finely tuned and it's not, you know, as it's, you know, all the rest of it. People actually, does that bring authenticity through sometimes? 100%. People don't actually like fine polished stuff anymore. It, before it had to be that way because all you knew was television ads and they had to be highly polished. Then it went onto social media and social media ads were these highly polished productions. Then people started to realize, oh, every time I see something highly polished, it's probably an ad and no one likes ads. So they stopped, they tuned out to anything that was highly polished. And that's where the selfie kind of world came in. It's not just across sales either is it we've got servicing departments and in any other areas of a business that we can be using the power of video and where where it's endless really what we can what we can use it for um you know service departments i'm guessing that you've worked with service departments before are they are they up to speed with using video in terms of highlighting what they offer not just a walk round that we've done of you know, this is your repair. Is there any other ideas and other options that are available to them to be able to leverage video to make it more powerful? There is. And it's funny because service <coughs> departments have arguably been using video probably longer than sales mm. because of those service videos with customers, things like that. But them engaging it in a different i appreciate it's a busy department but there's ways that they can utilize it to build and again it's all about touch points but to build authority to be the go-to people to build trust and transparency for example every single day really easy one to use every single day the service department will be asked the same question 50 times probably by customers so, you know, that's a frequently asked question that customers want to know the answer to. If you had one service technician or a, a service manager that once a day addressed three of the most frequently asked questions, even one, and posted that on social media, here's how to check if your oil level's low. Here's all the things we would think is obvious, but customers want to know. Just make a quick video. It can be two minutes explaining how to do it. Post it online. You're instantly showing, oh, uh, one, these people are nice, they're giving out free value, and they know what they're talking about. And a, a, another little tip there, I think, if you have got a service department, um, as a salesperson, that was probably one of my favorite areas of the business to go and visit before customers came in for the service. Now using video, you know, we could be using video to introduce ourselves to our service customers from a sales perspective you know, hi, it's Steve. As you're in for your service, if you want to have a chat with me, come over and, and, and grab me. We'll, we'll grab a coffee if you want to look at any other options. Da, 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 da. You know, whatever spin you want to put on it. But is that another area, you know, where they should be looking to leverage again? You know, it's it's you've got customers walking in if you've got a service department. Should you use video, not just, just a phone call or an email? 
Before you answer that, Jacob, Steve, I want to know when you were in dealerships, did you used to do this? Yes. Did you have anger for the um for the for the mirror? So when they finished their service, you'd put like what car they could get into and a payment for the new car. No, I didn't, but I wish oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you could do this in video, actually. I guess is we'd like get, go and grab glasses guide back in the day in a book, obviously. Value the vehicle, you'd go like, what's the newest model? So for instance, when I worked in Persia, there'd be in a shitty old 206 and they're like, the 207s were like night and day better and, and, the, and the finance rates were better. So um, we'd just go and get the book, value the car and they'd pick up their old 206 that have seen all the shiny 207s and there'd be a hanger that just said, would you like to get into a new 207 for only 199 a month? This is your detail and everything. And some of them would, like, they'd get in the car, they'd just get back out and come and buy a car. It was absolutely brilliant. But I guess you could do something similar like that with video, couldn't you? You must be able to. A hundred percent. And and the one thing that you just said there is is actually something within within the training that we go over. So other uses of video. And one of them is the service diary. It's if you know customers are coming, there's no better customers to try and approach in any capacity. If you know customers are coming into the dealership with your product, and they already like your product and are already going to be spending money and you know ahead of time when they're coming, make a quick video. It can be one minute, just as you say. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm Jacob, part of the sales team. I can see that you're in, blah, blah, blah. I've also done some research and you can see that you've got only six months left on your finance. Come and have a chat. You've touch point. You've created that bond. They're going to walk in. You'd be like, oh, hi, did you get my video? You've got an excuse to talk to them for one because you know you've made that that connection, or they might just come to you and say, oh, I go to the receptionist. Oh, Jacob sent me a video about a card. Like, it's just, it's an extra avenue that takes a few minutes to do. Um, yet we spend so much time worrying about customers coming onto the forecourts and how we're going to turn those into paying customers. We almost neglect the customers that are so much easier in every way. Um, and, and video just bridges that gap and makes it simple. I think it's been really useful, probably for me, for you, I'm sure as well, which no doubt will also mean for everyone that's watching. Um, so thanks to everyone, as usual, for tuning in. Thank you to Jacob for joining us. It's been really, really useful. And um, yeah, we've got we've got to keep building on these podcasts now. We've had some great guests so far, and it's uh, it's going to get tough to to beat some of these, isn't it? It is. I think if we can hopefully it adds value, and I know Jacob um, is really approachable as well. Um, speaking from experience, you know, we've we've had several messages on LinkedIn in the past over quite a, probably a longer period of time than we probably give it credit for, to be honest. Um, so, where could people find you if they they want to get in touch, Jacob? Is there anywhere in particular? Easiest places, exactly that LinkedIn. I'll always respond. Um, to any messages um, I like to think I'm fairly easy to reach out to so yeah yeah by, by all means I do before we finish this I have to leave everyone in the dealership world with one tidbit just before we yep. go we like that we like it um, so if you are not already on TikTok get on TikTok there is a great brand and they're going to love this shout out if they ever heard this um, Metro West jaguar land rover okay and they that is in america they have a tiktok account which has sort of got a quarter of a million followers now watch how simple their videos are 
It's is most of them don't even have a person speaking to a camera. It's not typical. It's not like dancing around the car. Millions of views. The impact that their TikTok has, and anyone can do it because we have a you have a product that people want, uh, so people will be searching for it. And there, there was one one video, and it was literally there was one feature in the car. Walked around this Land Rover, had it on, had a bit of music in the background. He just simply walked around the car, opened the door, pressed a button, and this feature happened. That was the video. Thirteen seconds, no one on camera. Two point two million views. Amazing, uh, isn't it? It's if amazing. you're not on TikTok promoting your brand, it's just it's mind blowing the reach, especially if you've got a good product. It's it, it's crazy, yeah, and it's free. Yeah. I got into TikTok probably, it might be a year ago now. And I was the same as everyone. I was going to be like, it's 14-year-old girls doing stupid dances. I'm not doing that. It's ridiculous. And I, I think I got sent a couple of like funny videos from TikTok. And all it was is I thought, I'm going to download the app because I'm sick of having to click on the links and, and all the rest of it. And then that, that was it really. And to anyone who's not been on it, it's your algorithm. You know, you might see some 14-year-olds dancing, but mostly you're going to see investment advice, cars, business, mm -hmm. you know, um, what that kind of things, things that you actually really want to see. I've not found another platform that's so relevant to, you know, what you want to watch. The algorithm's actually really, really good on there. I yeah. think the biggest thing with TikTok at the minute is this is early-ish and the traffic opportunity in comparison to Instagram or Facebook, you can grab some serious views, some serious traffic. And even if you wanted to put some paid for behind it, very minimal amounts will get you a massive, massive reach. TikTok is prime at the minute to reach a large audience for very, very little cost. And, uh, it and reminds the platform, it's all video. Yeah. It's all video. There's the power of video right there. It's short videos, not long. The less polished they are, the better. And you just have reach at scale. As Nick perfectly said, the algorithms pick up on what a person looks at most or spends the most time watching or searching, and it will just feed them that content. So if you have somebody, if you have a dealership that is, let's say, Volvo or Peugeot, and you're putting out videos of Peugeots, Chances are the people that are going to end up seeing those videos are people that have engaged with Peugeot content. It's just, it can't be a bigger opportunity for simple free video. Perfect. That's a good way to finish off, boys, I think. Thanks very much, Jacob. So if you are watching on YouTube, a like and a subscribe and a share would uh, really help us and uh, the channel as we're getting it going. And if you're not already on our Facebook group, it's a group, it's called Motor Trade Talk. It's a closed group for, for the automotive sector. Try and get my words out. Um, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you very much.